0: You are listening to the Future Up podcast. I'm Jermaine Muller, your host, and every episode I have conversations with great people working on even greater things, and you get to listen in. We talk about where they got started. Oh my goodness, like I can't believe this is happening. Like I'm going to work in TV. How do I? How do I even?
1: Like I don't know how to present. <laughs> like what do I do?
0: What they've done.
1: I started uh, paying me at home with with no clients. I think uh, within the first six months, we had $600,000 turnover. The next uh, year it was $9 million and then $15 million.
0: The lessons they have learnt. But we did not get the grant. And we're about two weeks out and $20,000 down. And much, much more. I hope you enjoy. Hello Future Tribe, welcome to the last episode of the podcast for 2020 or 2020. We are not sure about what will be uh, happening in to 2021 um, in terms of season four of the podcast. But on this week's episode, as promised, at the start of season three, um, when we had Kelsey, who's um, our marketing communications person involved um, in the episode. This week, we've got Damien, who's part owner, co-founder of Future Theory and also lead developer at Future Theory. How are you today, Damien? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. So Damien's uh, joined us um, while he's on Holidays, which is which is nice. It's it's a bit of a funny time of year, I think, with with everything happening, with the illness and and all that. So we've just sort of managed to squeeze this in to get this episode recorded, um, get into how our rebrand has gone, how our new website has gone. Ask Damien a a few more, I guess, developer type questions for anyone looking at building a new website, looking at getting a website in the future as well. But let's roll into it, Damien. On your your end, what what has your, I guess, feeling been around the rebrand for Future Theory and the new website? And what has that meant for you?
1: Well, I guess we haven't moved too quick on things. While we've rebranded, we haven't really pushed all the new brand out as um, as dramatically as we could have at this stage. I guess uh, everything's sort of, we're, we're sort of testing the waters.
0: Um, I, I guess it's just the fact that we haven't sort of just pushed everything out and done a, done a wholesale change across everything. Um, we've taken a bit of a slower approach to it. Um,
1: yeah yeah we've we've let out i mean the new websites up but it's still in in development um there's really no frills it's all based around the content at this stage um and we'll be adding to it you know over the over the next few months i mean really we'll be adding to it every all every time. second day <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: so like we've got kelsey who's working who's got a content plan and i guess it's a little bit different for us versus the average sort of client who we work with, because we have in-house capacity. Um, we can in-house do sort of incremental changes without necessarily costing a lot of money um, or- That's it. We can work to... quickly. There's
1: no need for approvals as, as such. Um,
0: so we can build it I mean, up there's... slowly. There, there yeah. is internal approval, but it's not the same where it has to go to a client and the client client, client representative has to talk to someone else and and so on and so forth. But yeah. saying that, I guess, you know, this move to a new website has we've we tried not to change a whole lot because we do expect a website to take a bit of a hit when we move um, to a new site um, in terms of like search rankings and where we're popping up. We chatted about this before we hopped on the call. It's it's inconclusive as far as I'm concerned, because, yeah, our, our numbers for November and December are higher than October a little bit lower than September, but also higher than last
1: year, I think. As exactly, well.
0: higher than the same time last year. So uh, I guess you, we—it's inconclusive because of that. Um, we did plan, like I said, to take a hit, which we haven't. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. which is, I guess, testament to us doing a good job of um, making making the website migration as seamless as possible in in Google's eyes. Um, and the way I see it, we we should be increasing our rankings um, moving forward since we're focusing more on the inbound marketing side of things. More content. Exactly, yeah. more, con- more content. Yeah. Now, Damien, we built the website on WordPress. You love using yeah, WordPress. Yeah, we've stayed with
1: WordPress. Yeah, um, we were on WordPress previously. We're still on WordPress. Um, I think we were, we've always I, been
0: on WordPress for a long time.
1: That's it. Um, but why? WordPress is continuing to grow. Um it's great to develop on um, this is so much it's open source. So um, I mean, it's what we swear by and what we swear by for our clients as well. Um, I mean, we've talked about integrating CRMs and um, different solutions and having an open source uh, platform to build off is going to make our lives so much easier. So open source Uh, for
0: the listeners who don't know, essentially means that it's the community contributing to the code of a Of software there are like moderators involved um, to check and make sure that the code is doing what it should and there's testing and 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 all that but the idea is it's essentially like a community built or at least it starts off you know maybe someone spearheads development but then it they almost hand it over to the community there are there are very established like wordpress is one example of something that's open source audacity is open source software there are open source. Uh, Drupal fonts, in web. Yeah. Drupal's open source. Um, and the biggest benefit around it is that it's built by the community. So there might be organizations that provide support and charge for that. But the idea is that you can access it for free if you wanted to work with it. doesn't mean that the support, et cetera, is free. It just means that um, you can actually take the software and run with it for free. Like
1: Yeah. You access it for free and in turn, uh, there's sort of you can give back to the community by developing on it if you find any bugs you report them and sort of uh, give back how you can yeah so
0: um, I guess that's the biggest that's the biggest reason that we we continue to work with WordPress I think it also is built in a way that makes a lot of sense so it's built in a way that at least in our point of view um, is easy to expand upon in a logical manner without having to Like we can manipulate and work with WordPress without having to sort of do too much to modify how it's inherently set up we tap into Mm. existing features within WordPress when we want to customize it for a client so we end up with a website that is as close to that original source code as possible because then when there's new updates and things like that we can make those updates and get help someone have a more secure faster website without necessarily having to go in and add a lot of overhead in, in terms of maintenance
1: yeah the platform the platforms um so popular that chances are if we are working with the client, they've worked on WordPress before. So that makes things easier as well.
0: It's also really easy to use. I mean, two, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I trained one of our clients who was in his 80s. Um, originally, we booked in for an hour training session, but we ended up, I think it took us 20 minutes, um, probably 15 minutes mm-hmm. if you remove sort of the pleasantries and the sort of idle chit chat <laughs> and going off in tangents. Yeah. So Would you agree that it's, it's very, it's a logical. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sort of what you see is what you get. And if it's built well, it's, it's very easy to use. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then uh, I guess look at it also from like the fact that we've, I've mentioned a number of times that we're really into inbound marketing. And I, I personally believe in in inbound marketing as a, as a great strategy, I guess, to showcase that we've, I've got some stats here, Damien, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but in the last three or four months, we've written about nearly 8,000 words of content in articles on our website, and we've released over 1,600 minutes of podcast content. Yeah. So what that basically shows is that we're really investing into sort of our content marketing side of things. And WordPress started life as a blogging platform, um, meaning that they it's it's built for words and it's built for content and in my opinion that that does make it better for you know a a wordpress site just inherently has more going for it in terms of like google trying to find articles on the the website Content. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Read the content that's within a website. So um, now there's more to this than just um, the fact that WordPress um, is built for content and you just, you just release and, content.
1: And writing lots of words. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You're not writing lots it's of words. It's not just the word count. Yeah. It's, it's a very intentional, it's a very like, <sighs> there's a strategy around it. And it's, it's it's again, the kind of stuff that we work with clients on. Hello Future Tribe, I just wanted to take a break from this episode to talk to you, yes you, about the fact that you are listening to this episode but you're not subscribing. So go ahead, hit the subscribe button right now, it really helps us out. I should also ask you to join our Facebook community, there's a link in the description. Check out the YouTube channel for unedited full length clips of the podcast and tell your friends, ask them to subscribe. If you have any suggestions of who we should try and get on the podcast next and who we should have a conversation with, reach out to us. All our social links and contact details are in the description. That's it from me for now. Back to the episode. Now, I want to keep talking to you about WordPress stuff, Damien. So for the clients out there who, or the listeners who think about like WordPress and they're told that WordPress is a fantastic way to build a website. Now I Mm. see it as a bit of a trap because you then think that you just pick up WordPress and um, as you know, just install wordpress and as long as the website's built yeah. on wordpress it's going to be a good website yeah cool. well wordpress comes in so many
1: different forms um it's
0: sort of like saying a car like that. you know that there are so many different types of cars you know the same yeah car can you know the same model of but two different cars one can one could have crashed more one could be damaged one could be yeah. you know have engine issues you buy issues. one off the
1: shelf you buy one off the shelf, or you you
0: upgrade one, build it
1: yourself. Yeah. So yeah, I think the the one of the trap people fall into is thinking that WordPress.com and WordPress.org are the same thing, and it's probably a mistake that WordPress has made. I think they're they're trying to bring the two platforms close together in terms of how they're built so you can transfer between the two um
0: but but wordpress.com is still a for-profit organization that takes that picks up wordpress itself and then builds upon it it's um yeah it's sort of like chrome chrome actually is chromium is the open source form of chrome that google picks up and then customizes android exists open source uh, but then Google picks up and customizes. All that is to say that they're similar. They they have similar bones, but they're not the same. Um, so yeah, we've written, WordPress.com and WordPress.org are a different solution. They're, they're, they're quite different when it comes to sort of the infrastructure and, and how, what you can and can't do and the freedom. So WordPress.org well. Yeah. yeah, the support. I mean, WordPress.org doesn't really come with... Inherent support because it's not, it's an open source community sort of. Whereas WordPress, yeah, it's just a set
1: of files, really. Where WordPress.com is a monthly service, um, it's a subscription service essentially uh, packed in hosting, uh, security, Security. maintenance, exactly.
0: Depending on the uh, level, uh, depending on how much you pay. The parents, plan yeah. that you sign up for. Right. And, you know, this is something that I think we've talked about in the past a, a little while ago. I don't know if you remember, Damien, but we actually, I think, wrote, we actually recorded a podcast episode a long, long probably 2017. Oh, yes. And I think that part of that was also to do with WordPress. Um, so it's something that I don't yeah. think we're ever going to stop talking about. So it's a conversation. It's something that we're going to continue to sort of bring up and continue to discuss moving forward but um, yeah
1: and WordPress has a lot of uh, development updates coming up in the future Um, I think the platform's changing a little bit as well so I'm sure it's something we'll continue to talk about yeah
0: and and I guess very quickly um, to to summarize what we were talking about WordPress is fantastic but just because you build a website on WordPress doesn't mean that your website's going to be fantastic we we should also mention, you know, su- there's there's themes and templates that you can get for WordPress. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Um, just keep that in mind because all these things affect um, the security of the website because you're essentially installing yeah. like code that other people have created. So if they do bad code, then you're going to inherently have a, a, a worse off website, whether it's a slower website, whether it's more bloated with, you know, junk essentially, um, or whether... Yeah. Um, whether it has security flaws in a worst case scenario.
1: Yeah, you'll often get um, off the shelf, you know, themes and templates you can buy for WordPress, but they can sometimes come with a lot of plugins and the more plugins you have, that's more vulnerabilities that may be there. Yeah,
0: so for someone listening who's looking at getting an off the shelf theme, keep in mind that, you know, a lot of the big things, their selling point is that you can do whatever you want. I would argue that that's not what you should look for. You should look for a theme that does exactly what you want rather than having all these options because all those options means that it has to be inherently bloated. There has to be allow. code there
1: for to support those um, different options. So you're better off picking um, what suits you best and working from there.
0: Pick, yeah, picking something that looks like you want it to rather than picking yeah. something that could if you did X, Y, Z and, you know, changed all these settings. So something to keep in mind and, you know, Keep checking out our blog as well, because we'll be uploading like in, in the latest, um, we'll be uploading articles, insights, resources around WordPress for anyone listening around inbound marketing. So with this new website, that's something that Damien and I sat down and sort of put a lot of effort around and put a lot of intention around, like uploading podcasts directly onto the website so that you can listen to it. There's transcripts there for the, for the podcast episodes. There's, like I said, different types of content, um, and we're going to keep adding different types of content to the website. Um,
1: you can leave comments and engage on there as well, um, and then
0: you know join and take that conversation to our Facebook group as well. Now, all the all the links to all this will will include in in the um, description um, as always. Any anything, Damien, in the new year that that sort of. People should look out for. People should should sort of in terms of websites development, all those things.
1: Well, coming back to our website at the moment, um, a big thing that's missing is our work. That we'll um, start adding on our case studies of all the projects that we've um, done over the years. In terms of websites, um, I think there's.
0: Wait, wait, you, have you just spaced? I've
1: completely flanked. I've completely flanked.
0: <laughs> I mean, in terms of websites, um, again, SSL is going to be, continue to be important. So if you don't have HTTPS on your website, that's that's always been important, but it's going to increase um, in, in importance. Keep an eye out also, yeah. I think Google's going to do a fair bit with the search engine results pages. So keep an eye out for that for yourself. If you're especially looking at inbound marketing as a marketing opportunity, and look at what's happening with Facebook ads, Google ads, um, and the antitrust sort of stuff that's happening as well. Because if your business relies on targeting people f- with ads, it's gonna it's gonna have some impact on that. If, for example, if if Facebook can no longer, with Apple's new iOS update, just track people without their consent, that means that your targeting is gonna be not as good moving forward. So it's not quite websites, but it's just marketing in general. Keep that in mind. keep Keep that um, sort of keep an eye on what's happening there because that's going to change how much you know. Chances are you're going to have less targeted ads moving forward. Um, that means you're just going to have to spend more potentially, um, or come up with other ways to be um, smart about your advertising and target your advertising.
1: Yeah, big thing I'm noticing uh, uh, is email SPF and DKIM records not being set up properly. So what that means is um, when you send an email, you can authorize your uh, sending service to uh, basically say that it came from an authorized place. So uh, your email address can't be spoofed um, or used to send spam. And um, I'm noticing a lot of even bigger agencies almost forgetting to do that or not having their set up that set up correctly so we use g suite internally and um g suite flags any emails that aren't don't have those set up
0: because it's yeah. a security it's a security concern that it's actually quite easy if, if any of you have ever sort of tried it it's quite easy like you don't even have to try to act like an email was sent from a specific email address like if you're setting up a a website for example you can just tell that website to send an email from whatever email address you want this the DKIM and SPF record basically are a way of checking that you're allowed to send emails from that domain um, or from that email address um and yeah if, that's having that
1: set up is gonna help your delivery rates if you're noticing that you're not getting very many replies or or that people, people aren't receiving your uh, yeah
0: they're saying that they're not receiving their your emails
1: yeah it can it can be your SPF or DKIM setup. so get in touch with your um email provider and make sure those things are set up or
0: with us if um if none of this makes sense to you and you can't get in touch with your email provider or you know they don't provide that level of support um that's something that we can help you with and something that we can work um with you on um Uh, one one other thing
1: jermaine I wanted to talk about hosting websites um, relevant to where your business is located. So, um, I know that affects search rankings um, or Google has suggested that they look at where the server is located um, when they are crawling websites. Um, Can you
0: expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So, basically, meaning that um, if you have a website that's say, if you have a business for a website that's Canberra-centric, the closer to Canberra uh, your website is, the better it is so that's um, going to help
1: your load time well yeah straight off the
0: bat like that that's that's not even you know arguable it's just straight straight straightforward it's going to help your load times because you're physically closer obviously you need to have an equivalently spec'd server still so you can't have a slower server like significantly slower server and expect faster load times of course but if you were to have you know apples to apples um that's definitely going to be true so just look out like don't don't host it in the us unless you know unless you have to for whatever reason
1: yeah there's lots of affordable australian providers coming up and a lot a lot of established ones like Venture ip um zuva who who are great um Great services and great service providers based in Melbourne, I believe,
0: and yeah. and us. So, if you want, we do web hosting as well. So, um, just get in touch with um, Future Theory if you if you have any sort of web hosting needs. Anything else, Damien? Before I spring the top twelve on you. No, no. Let's go. <laughs> Let's, Let's go. go. Okay. Top three books or podcasts that you recommend.
1: Um, top three books.
0: Um... Or podcasts. I know you I... listen to podcasts. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh,
0: books, I've got
1: How to Build a Car by Adrian Newey. Now, that's a, that's a book by a Formula One car designer. It's, it was quite interesting to hear about his experiences um, through innovation and, you know, innovation on a daily basis. Another book I've listened to recently on Audible, uh, it's by David Goggins called Can't Hurt Me which is a, it's a really interesting take on, uh, human potential and my last book. Um, no, I've
0: only got two. <laughs> but don't you listen to, um, is it the F1 podcast that you listen to?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I do listen to a lot of Formula One podcasts. Um, the F1 podcast, um, F1 Nation, that's a, just a talk show, um, but also Beyond the Grid, um, which is, uh, And a more interview-style podcast, yeah. Um,
0: Cool. Quite Um, interesting. Next one, top three software tools that you can't live without. Let's make that question more development-centric. So what sort of developer software and tools do you use? Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, A big one for me, the code editor I live by is Visual Code Studio. Is that Um, open source? I believe so. Or free? Um, I think it's open source.
0: Um, Yep, free source code editor made by Microsoft for Windows. Linux yeah, like on Mac OS.
1: Sorry, OS. So
0: yeah, yep. Visual Code Studio. Visual Studio Code. Anything else?
1: Yeah. Um, in terms of an FTP client, I use WinSCP these days. It's a free um, SFTP and FTP client for Windows. Sorry, Mac users. And oh, a really weird one. I've got Hosts File Editor. Now it's a, again an open source. Um, software i think you can only find it on github these days but it's it's great if you don't want to fiddle around with the host file you can use that visual editor to yeah especially uh, that last one is a bit
0: more heavy on sort of developer needs or development needs but um something something useful maybe for you if you're if you're listening and experimenting with websites and need to edit host host file the host file editor i I love it as well um next one top three mantras you try to live by anything that you try and live by I guess
1: I've got some very general things and, um, I try to learn, you know, always have a open mindset to learning and absorbing things and gaining new perspectives and ways to do things. Yeah. I think that's the big one. That's the big one for me. Yeah. Um, always try to improve my skills every day and, you know, find new approaches to things.
0: Yep. Awesome. And then the last one, top three people you follow or study and why?
1: Um, Gary V, I guess.
0: Uh he's a big one.
1: He's he's quite consistent with his message, which I really like. Um and you know, he's always on the same message, um, been very consistent. I know other people would call him inspirational or motivational. Yeah, I perhaps, think motivational, but yeah, he just sort of I think he uh is a good person to follow. Um
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah no. um, another person would be tom bill um impact theory, impact does theory. The impact theory yeah. podcast again a business guy interviewing um other business people um recent podcast episode i listened to seven tips to finally get a good night's sleep so trying to fix my sleep these days um
0: yeah and anyone
1: else last one no no
0: just those two i think well, that's yeah. a solid solid um list um all right. Thanks for sorry, thanks for that. Sorry, eh? I think quite have twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's um yeah, there was still a lot in there, um, a lot of value. So thanks for joining us. Hope you have a good a good rest of um the week, um, which is a bit of a holiday for you. Thanks. Yeah, I got a week at the coast. Yeah, this is your first holiday in a little while. Um, yeah. and for everyone listening, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, we're not quite sure yet what what we're going to do with the podcast but you know reach out to us send us a message or leave a comment tell us what you think we should do if there's anyone you think we should interview if we should continue in this this style of content and um, apart from that like subscribe all the usual stuff and we look forward to um, talking to you in the new year thanks damien thanks Joanne. merry
1: christmas